Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, we are one week and one day away from a fascinating, unique combat sport event. It's happening May 21st at the River Cree Resort and Casino. It's called Ice Wars. Uh, you can also stream this live on Fight TV, F-I-T-E dot TV. It's going to be really interesting, really exciting. Joining us to talk more about the event, we've got with us the president and founder of Ice Wars, A.J. Galanti, of course, is boxing manager, promoter in Danbury, Connecticut. And if you've seen the uh, Netflix documentary, Untold Crime and Penalties, you know full well the story of the Danbury Trashers. He was the president and GM of that UHL hockey team between 2004 and 2006. A.J. Galante, great to have you with us here today. Uh, thank you so much for having having us. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Well, and let's also bring in, we got with us the broadcaster for this event, Chris Terry, and he played defense, of course, for the Philadelphia Flyers, a longtime NBC hockey broadcaster. He's with the Snow the Goalie podcast, and as mentioned, he'll be doing the announcing for this Ice Wars event. Chris Terry, and great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, great to be on with you, Rob. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, well, let's start with you, AJ. This is a really unique creation. So this is taking kind of combat sports and and hockey and combining it into something pretty unique. Where did the idea for Ice Wars come from, first of all? Well, you know what? I mean, I'd love to sit back, put my put my legs up, my feet up, and say I thought of this all on my own. But <laughs> but unfortunately, I, I can't take all the credit. You know, back in 2006, which subsequently was the last year of the Danbury Trashers, I was probably 18 years old at that point, um, I had heard that in Prince George, British Columbia, there was going to be an event that summer called uh, the Battle of the Hockey Enforcers. A lot of the trasher tough guys were talking about it in the locker room. It was kind of making its way through the league and stuff. And basically it was a one-night tournament. Some of the toughest guys in hockey at the time uh, competing for, I believe it was like $50,000 grand prize thing they had going there back in 06. And um, I remember thinking, wow, that's really unique pretty different mm-hmm. fortunately around the time that event took place we had lost the uh trashers and kind of forgot all about it to be honest with you until you know maybe 15 years later when one of the primary promoters of that show uh, charlie nama reached out to me uh maybe a month or two after the trasher documentary came out on netflix and he told me how weird it was that you know 15 years later he was looking to revive this uh this tournament this event and he wanted us on board, and uh, he came down. We talked, and you know, me being in boxing now over ten, you know, over ten years now as a promoter manager, I have a boxing gym. I couldn't believe uh, the opportunity to kind of combine a lot of my loves. Which growing up, I used to love the hockey fights. Um, used to love hockey, obviously, and uh, I'm a big boxing guy, obviously. So you know, I thought, you know what, this is a. <laughs> a nice um, potluck, I guess, putting it all together and coming up with Ice Wars. And Chris Terrian, you've had, obviously, some some heavyweight tilts of your own during your hockey career, so you know what this is all about. Uh, but um, what, what, what did you think when you first heard about this idea? Yeah, you know what, and, and I, don't, I don't hang my hat on ever being tough. I never try <laughs> to pretend to sell it to anybody. I had my fights. It usually happened when something happened to another guy, like, yeah. you know, as a defender, really, but that was not my mantra. I played with some of the greatest legendary tough guys, though. Uh, you know, I, that the city of Calgary scene, you know, with Craig Berube and Dave Brown that were all Philadelphia Flyers. So, uh, I, you know what? As I said with AJ, I mean, he, he's very, very, very fast. We've become very good friends and partners in, in this endeavor in a lot of ways because I'm handling a lot of the 
uh, the broadcasting with AJ. So we've had to tag team some of these interviews, and that's probably a good word. AJ is using that the WWE theme of the tag team, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this happened very, yeah, very, uh, very um, organically. Uh, I had a call from Charlie, who we just mentioned, and Charlie Nama um, went to the Watson Brothers Hockey School in Smithers, British Columbia. I was let go by the Flyers a couple of years ago on NBC from the, the stuff I was doing with them at the pan, middle of the pandemic. And he said, Joe Watson said to Charlie, hey, give Chris Terrian a shot. He was a good broadcaster. Maybe he'd have interest. Mm-hmm. He gave me a call, and, and that's how this, this was born, uh, born for me. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out to Western Canada for it. I know the passion of the people in that part of Canada. And I'm really, really looking forward to, to taking these steps with AJ and his people, his dad, a lot of great people involved in this. And, uh, and the fighters themselves. So it's a really unique opportunity, um, and I'm very happy to be pr- and very proud to be part of it. Yeah, and it's, it's unique because it, it's modeled off, you know, what we know as the hockey fight, AJ, but there's some differences here. And obviously, you know, you're factoring fighter safety here. This is going to be an eight-man tournament. So, so there are going to be some differences, right, that people are going to notice. So, so describe how this is going to go. Well, listen, you know, and it's it's something I think Chris is going to laugh because I think every time we've done these tag team uh, interviews, I think I always bring this up. But I try to explain to people, as hard as it is to imagine, this isn't hockey. You know, there's no sticks, no pucks, no nets, you know, no, no, you know, three periods. Um, really, it's a, it's a brand new combat sport. Obviously, um, hockey plays heavily into it and how we modeled it. But I so basically the structure of it is each. Each uh, bout is two one-minute rounds with a one-minute break in between. So the fights are relatively short. You know, boxing, you know, we have three-minute rounds. You know, uh, the minimum amount of rounds in a boxing bout is four rounds. So Mm -hmm. you're you're talking about 12 minutes of total action with a a boxer, you know, even at the lowest ranks. And and here each match is, you know, two minutes the most. And uh, there is a 30-second icebreaker round if it's deemed a draw, if there's no knockouts or referee stoppages. Um, each fighter, you know, each each ice warrior is going to be in full hockey gear, including skates, except they won't be barefisted. They will be wearing, um, you know, four-ounce MMA-style gloves, which I think not only does it add a layer of protection for guys getting, you know, struck in the face with a blow, but it also helps guys with their hands, their wrists, their forearms. Um, you know, they're required to be taped up almost like a, like a boxer as well. So there is a level of protection that you don't, typically would see in a um you know in a typical hockey skirmish we'll call it yeah, chris and as you alluded to maybe you don't necessarily hold up your record uh as, as a successful one in this front but you've been in a few tilts i mean wh- what are the secrets to you know prevailing or at least maybe minimizing the the defeat what kind of tips do you have for these guys well, I mean, it, you know, the thing is, I was just talking. I was, I was actually on with former enforcer Riley Cote. Or, I, mean, I think the thing is, when you talk to any of these guys, you know, the, the fighting in the NHL at one time, it, and I think when you talk to any enforcer, it's kind of funny, is that the hardest part of the fight then was actually the lead-up or the speculation. The mm-hmm. fighting itself is actually the easy part, right? When you're in there <laughs> and, and there's a fury and there's 20,000 people watching. And I think that's part of it. But, you know, I, as I said, I played with guys like that had been, uh, you know, born and bred uh, as fighters. And I, I, again, I go back to guys like Craig Berube, who grew up in Kalahoo, Alberta. I mean, he was in tough man contests at 15 years old that his dad was putting him in. And Dave Brown, another Western Canadian. These guys were professionals. A guy like me was just a fighter or, or, or had a fight once in a blue moon. I go in there and try to not get embarrassed, but also try to make sure that you're not getting, uh, getting knocked out. And the one thing I will say 
Uh, even though it's one round, and AJ's alluded to two one-minute rounds, uh, and, and there's a punch-off round as well if there's a draw at the end of the two rounds. Um, you know, you talk to any fighter. The one thing I can tell you about my fights is that you're gassed after 10 seconds when you have that. You're grabbing the guy's shirt, you know, the, the jersey. You're trying to get, you know, maybe a little bit inside of, of his elbows to try to, to eliminate the punching. This one here, what's unique is that the guys have to point. They have to score points uh, as well as possibly trying to, you know, with the object of a, a boxing match or MMA to knock the other guy out. This one here is actually a point score um, to it as well, which is, is, is really unique and a well, well-designed uh, creation by AJ. Yeah, AJ, I don't know if you end up dropping the gloves in your, your brief hockey career, but obviously you knew a thing or two about how to pick, uh, you know, tough, battle-hardened players. Uh, and, and so, you know, as we mentioned, the two seasons of the Danbury Thrashers, we, we saw a lot of that. So what do you make of the, the art of the hockey fight? Well, I think Chris actually nailed it a thousand percent. I think the one thing I learned, um, you know, obviously I didn't play at a high level, you know, my playing career, but I learned a lot through my time with the Trashers, talking to a lot of these, you know, legendary tough guys in those minor leagues and, you know, guys like Brad Wingfield, John Morasti, Frank Bialois, Dave McIsaac. I mean, some big time minor league legends. Um, You know, one thing I learned is the cardio. And I remember John Morassi used to, you know, when he used to get into a fight, he used to have these marathon fights. And for the first 15, 20 seconds, it seemed like the other guy was going to dominate, just peppering him with punches. And, and John would just sit there, smile. And when this other guy gassed out, John kind of, uh, you know, it was a tale of, you know, two halves of a fight. So, you know, uh, again, I think, I think, I, I think I looked at the statistic. The average hockey fight might be, you know, 18 to 22 seconds long. So a one minute round, um, though in combat sports, you know, that's a short amount of time for hockey guys. That's a, that's a marathon. So. Yeah. If guys, you know, like Chris said, it's the cardio that is really going to determine the winner, in my opinion, because, um, listen, you know what, you know, you got to, you know, pound, you know, I don't know how many pounds it, it equates to, but you got a lot of gear on top of you, the helmet, the shoulder pads, pants, you know, you're, you're balancing on ice, obviously. So there's a lot of cardio and John Morass used to always tell me, Hey, my cardio is really good. And that's why I'm, I'm, I can handle my own out there. Yeah, and AJ, I mean, let me ask you about the trashers and the legacy, because, uh, you know, this this documentary, there's been so much interest in this. Now Apple Plus, I see, is developing a movie on this. David Harbour's going to play your dad. It's such a wild story. It's such a unique part of, of hockey history, certainly, uh, you know, in, in the 2000s. What do you make of just the way people have responded, the renewed interest in the team? You see Drake out there, and I think he reached out to you to get his hands on this jersey uh, <laughs> that, that he was seen wearing. It's 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 been quite a ride, hasn't it, just over the last year here? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, uh, truth, truth to God, I mean, I never, I don't think any of us expected the documentary to kind of explode the way it, way it has, and Honestly, it hasn't really lost steam. I mean, I get messages daily about people just discovering the documentary, you know, to this day. I mean, hey, I just saw it. Unbelievable. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, you know what I think it is? I think the interesting thing about the Trashers is I think it's I think, you know, in 2022 now, I I, I truly believe, you know, I talked to, you know, hundreds of people about this over the past few months and it's more than just a hockey story. You know what I mean? I think it it, it kind of brings people back to a different time, you know, 2004 to 2006. Um, 
the world itself, the sports world, the regular world, it's changed so much since then. I think a lot of people, when they watch this documentary, you're looking at, you know, grainy old footage, home video footage, (laughs) and it kind of brings people back to a different time, a different mentality. And, uh, I, honestly, I tell people, you know, people comment all the time to me, like, AJ, when I was watching this, I felt like, you know, I was back in 2004, you know, like, yeah. um, I don't know what it is. It was, the doc was just so well crafted by the producers, the way brothers, yeah. um, you know, they just, uh, they just found a way that people just for whatever the reason connect with it, you know, and, uh, it's a story about a bunch of underdogs too, blue collar guys and, and, and ladies. And, uh, I think, um, I just think it just touches people in a lot of different ways and brings people back to a, a different point in their life. So I really believe it's something a little bit more than just hockey. Yeah. You know, and, and Chris, and we can talk about your own journey. I mean, you were dealing with a lot, obviously, around this time. But what, what kind of awareness did you have that, you know, there was this wild story unfolding in, in Danbury, Connecticut around this team? You know, I, I actually, the story that came about, I, I ironically, one of the guys you mentioned, Dave McIsaac, who was one of those legendary minor league players. He played here in Philadelphia, become a good friend. He lives here in Philadelphia. But there was a time, and this is it was, it's a rougher time for me, but in 2004, we were skating at the, the Flyer Skate Zone, you know, and uh, during the lockout. And he was going around saying, I got a, I got a deal if any of you guys want to go up to Danbury tonight and play the game. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, you know, wow, it just didn't seem like realistic. Oh, uh-huh. what could have been? And anyway, uh, you know, it's funny when when I saw. So ironically, when I saw the show in the fall, you know, you see Untold and and you see the you know my, the guys I've known and and familiar with the with AJ from from the just his name and the presence amongst those guys that I've known. So I watched the show and I'm thinking to myself. Man, Big Dave really wasn't joking. <laughs> That's what I thought at the time. <laughs> he really was. So it was. It was really. It's really. It, it really, the Netflix. I, I think documentary really gave them, um, uh, you know, a landing uh, a landing platform to have for what they did. I mean, listen, there was a passion involved. Uh, whether or not you're a fan of fighting in general, a hockey fighting, it's been part of the fabric of the sport mm-hmm. for over a hundred years. You know, so you could talk about like karate or any of the Asian martial arts or jujitsu or kung fu or whatever. Yeah, they've been around for thousands of years. But something about hockey fights that's been uh, put here in North America, uh, it's been part of the fabric. And I think AJ captured that in that that era. And now the stories become. Uh, you know, more more legend as they go, they travel oh, yeah. through time because you just find out just how much along the East Coast that they, that, that how, how much it really meant to people and what the Danbury Trashers meant to the guys that played for them. Yeah, and as you alluded to, Chris, you know what you were going through at the time. I mean, you've been pretty open about your own battle yeah. with addiction. You've been clean now for for many years. Yeah. You're really involved in helping others. You're involved in a recovery facility in, in Philadelphia. Uh, so trying to to pass those those lessons on to others. Talk a bit about your journey and, and what that's been like for you. It's been, you know, it's been, it was at one time the hardest part of my life. You know, I played my last year. I have a book coming out at the end of the year. I played a, uh, an 5 season, a complete alcoholic, uh, you know, and it, uh, you know, for those things, you know, I look back at my journey and I put a lot of, you know, I've directed a lot of that heat towards myself for it. And, you know, through the years, I've had to learn to forgive myself. Uh, as, a, as a result, you know, I have four kids, uh, three girls and a boy. Uh, my daughter's been great athletes. My son's a 15-year-old big kid growing not a hockey player he was he's playing football but you know I, I look at the rewards and I look back now and I, and I look especially the last couple of years you know uh, but I wanted to be you know I, I knew that I had to completely bear everything I was <clears throat> to let other people know that you know what the world's not a perfect place 
Um, it, it never will be, but I just want you to know that you're, and any of you struggling, you're not alone. I mean, there's hockey players, there's lawyers, there's judges, there's general managers, and it, it does, doesn't matter. It doesn't pick or choose, uh, but I feel a responsibility to spread that message and to let people know that, you know what, don't let addiction or mental health or anything come between what your passion is. Uh, and, and an event like this, Ice Wars, meeting the Galantes and Charlie, uh, it lets me know that in my sobriety and what I'm doing, you can do anything you want in the world. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is, and that's what uh, that's what that's what sobriety's given me, and that's what I you know I try to get back to the public, letting them know it, it's going to be okay. And if you are in trouble, it's okay to say I need help. That's the biggest thing, and then certainly the most the hardest part, but the most gratifying at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, as I understand, AJ's never been uh, out to Western Canada. You're Chris. You've done the the road trips. <laughs> you spent a year in Calgary. Uh, look, I mean, I'm here. I mean, it's it's a nice day today, but spring can be hit or miss. So I don't know, Chris. Any any tips for AJ? Uh, uh, Rob, is it, is it still really bad that I know 11th Avenue, Electric Ave? Is that really, that's pretty bad, right? Oh, uh, well, you know. So I, lived there for, <laughs> I, I lived in Calgary for a year in 1993-94, but the lead-up to the Olympic team, I loved it. AJ, uh, Calgary's interesting, I guess, right, Rob? Because you could have those, the Chinook blowing where it's 75 degrees in the middle of winter. Edmonton may be a whole different animal. You could be wearing your parka, or you could be wearing your shorts. And <laughs> I know. And it all I, I've, I've lived in both, and <laughs> you're right. They, they are different in a lot of ways. But I tell you what, the River Cree Resort and Casino, there's no dispute in that. It's a gorgeous facility. It's going to be an incredible event. It is Ice Wars. It's going down Saturday, May 21st, 7 o'clock at the River Cree Resort and Casino, streaming live on Fight TV, F-I-T-E dot TV. It's going to be quite a show. AJ Galante, Chris Terrian, thank you both so much for joining us here today. Yeah. really appreciate that. No, thank you guys. Really, really appreciate it and uh, hope to talk soon. Rob, thank you so much. Man. A real pleasure. Thank you, sir. All right, all the best, guys. There you go. AJ Galante, uh, founder, president uh, of uh, Ice Wars, previously president, general manager of the Danbury Trashers at 17. Is when he, uh, yeah, anyway, if you haven't seen that Netflix documentary, what a wild story. And uh, I think they're making a movie of it. Uh, his dad, uh, James Galante, bought this expansion team in what was then the uh, the UHF, the United Hockey League, and decided to put his 17-year-old son in charge of it. And my goodness, he actually, you know, built it into quite a winner. A pretty rough team, too. Uh, anyway, James ended up going to prison. The team ended up getting shut down. And, and By the way, and there's always been the rumor that, you know, James Galante ran this uh, waste management business in... Um, in, in uh, Danbury, that maybe he was one of the models or inspirations for the Tony Soprano character. Uh, anyway, so that's quite a story. But uh, Ice Wars, Chris Terrian's going to be part of that uh, with the uh, broadcasting crew going down uh, next Saturday, the 21st at the River Creek. All right, we've got to take another quick break. You're back to wrap things up right after this. Sue DL for the Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. I am down here at the beautiful $2.7 million show home in Southeast Mahogany. It's on the lake. It is spectacular. 5,600 square feet, fully developed and ready for you. Four bedrooms, four and a half bathrooms. It comes furnished, decorated, and landscaped. All you have to do is turn the key and walk in. It's all part of the $3 million grand prize package. So this home comes with a 2022 Porsche Cayenne and $225,000 
in cash. That's the biggie, but there are more than 3,000 prizes up for grabs this time around. I should let you know as well, you can buy into the 50-50. It's now over $3 million. Tickets are just $100 to get in on the action. You can get uh, three for 250 so the more you buy, the less it costs for the tickets and the more chances for you to win and so many great prizes. Boy, I tell you, it is spectacular and your money stays locally and does a world of good helping out the Calgary Health Foundation with a focus on women's health this time around. Details and your tickets online at foothillshospitalhomelottery.com. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.